the gut links so many other systems in the body. 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut. 70% of our immune cells actually are located in the gut. It's related to everything in the body and it's crazy the links that they are and that we're, we're still discovering so much more. Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. It is such an honor and a joy to have you here as one of our listeners. So I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are listening from. So we took a couple weeks off from launching a new episode, but I have been batching some absolutely incredible and powerful interviews with amazing women behind the scenes. So over the next few weeks, definitely keep tuning in to the Girl Unfiltered podcast for those beautiful, soul-inspiring episodes on all kinds of topics. And today we actually have an amazing nutritionist joining us, Ellie Breacher. She specializes in being a gut health specialist, and she's somebody who struggled a lot with her own health. She lived with Crohn's disease her whole life. And she's absolutely passionate about helping people overcome autoimmune diseases, digestive issues, and really optimizing their energy levels through the way that they nourish themselves, through optimizing nutrition and lifestyle, so that they can take back control of their health and really live life to its fullest potential. And you might be wondering what the hell this has to do with money mindset or what this has to do with being an entrepreneur, but I think it's so intertwined. Because the way that we nourish ourselves can definitely affect how we feel when it comes to abundance, because abundance begins on the inside. And also, if we're not nourishing our energy levels, then it's going to be so much harder to really take care of our businesses and the people that we work with. So Ellie is going to talk about some amazing tips and tools for you, um, as well as how she started her own business and became one of the leading recipe developers within uh, London. She works with high profile brands, um, top boutique fitness studios. She even has her own product line called Ellie's Granola. So let's dive into this gorgeous conversation. excited to be joined all the way from London today by Ellie Breacher, who's going to talk about something that I actually don't think we've talked about on the podcast before. And that's really understanding nutrition and how it affects our well-being, our wellness. And most importantly, I'm excited to dive into gut health, which I'm very passionate about as well. So uh, welcome Ellie to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here with you. As I was just saying before we hit record, I'm like, it's so nice to hear the London accent. I'm probably going to sound a little <laughs> bit more British on this podcast instead of my transatlantic accent. I love it. <laughs> um, so have, like, let's get to know you a little bit before we dive into all of the value that I know you have to share today with the listeners. 
Um, I know that you have suffered with gut health um, and digestive issues most of your life. Um, what was that like growing up? Were you aware of what was going on and how has that impacted you in, in the work that you do? Yeah, well, that's a great starting point because my own journey really has had a huge impact on what I do now, my business, and also I'd say my personality and, and really who I am. So I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called Crohn's when I was eight years old, and it affects the digestive system. And really, that's meant that I've always been so aware of my health and my nutrition and how what we eat genuinely affects the way we feel. So from the very beginning, when I was diagnosed, my the inflammation in my gut was so bad that I couldn't digest any food. So I actually had to do this liquid diet, a medical liquid diet for two months, couldn't eat anything. And from that point onwards, I was I was just super aware of that link between what we put in our mouth and the impact it has on how we feel. And then even when I did start reintroducing food, it was it was a really restricted diet for a long time. So I was always checking ingredient labels. I was baking free from things in the kitchen from a very young age. And ultimately that really sparked my, my passion for nutrition. And I started a food blog when I was 18. Um, I was studying, I was actually studying languages initially. I, I finished a degree in French and Spanish and then I decided nutrition was actually what I wanted to pursue and and to help other people suffering with similar issues. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. Do you feel during that time when you were learning what Crohn's meant for you, that there was adequate information out there about gut health and about what you could be eating or what you should be eating? Or was it very much like a self-led mission? (laughs) It was a hugely self-led mission. I mean, at the time, so 18 years ago, I guess, there was very little out there. Nutrition wasn't really spoken about. I was referred by my hospital team to see a dietitian. She wasn't great. She didn't give me much helpful advice. She told me, you know, look out for things like calcium and iron and you can find it in these foods. But there was never that holistic approach, Mm. no mention of kind of lifestyle and stress and the impacts of all of those on our gut health, which I'm sure we'll get into later as well. Yeah, it's incredible how the nutrition scene has really exploded in the last few years. It's amazing. And also the the products available nowadays. I mean, when I was when I was eight, so one of the things I had to cut out initially was dairy. And the only alternative was there was one brand of soya milk on the supermarket shelves. Mm. There was no almond milk, cashew milk, oat milk, all these things that we take for granted these days. So yeah. we've come a long way since then. We really have. And I do acknowledge that. And like we can go into any coffee shop now and I'm gluten free and I've been gluten free for a few years now because that massively affects my digestion. And I've lived in LA for a good few years now. And I think this is like the hub of where it's completely acceptable to go. You know, it's honestly a joke that you go into a coffee shop here. And if you ask for regular milk, they're like, excuse me, what's that? (laughs) Because it's like everyone's (laughs) almond or oat or soy or whatever the next one is. I've seen all kinds of milks on the shelf and we can can get gluten-free products very easily at most restaurants. But I was amazed. I was in Scotland last summer in like tiny villages and I was 
blown away and so grateful for like the gluten-free options and how like adverse they were to just how important that was for people that couldn't eat gluten. So I think we have, I've noticed how far as well the UK has come because obviously every year I go back, I notice the progress that has been made. But that's a tangent. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) No, I totally agree. I mean, I'm so grateful that I live in London, which obviously as the capital city, we've got a lot more access to these things than really remote places in in the UK or Scotland, I'm sure. Um, And I mean, even on my year abroad, I lived in Paris and Madrid, like always being in the capital city where even there it was it was tricky it was harder than here but yeah we've come we've come a long way yeah and I'm so glad that people like you were talking about nutrition from a very holistic standpoint I remember going to a nutritionist as a teenager and what she recommended for breakfast was measuring out cornflakes and like I remember being able to have one spoon of milk with it. Like, and I remember measuring the spoon of milk to go into it, like as if that was like the healthiest way for me to start my day. It just makes me cringe when I think of that. And I didn't realize all of the benefits of gut health and and good fats and like the way that my diet transformed so much from moving to LA because I suddenly was around people that were talking about that in a different way. So I'm really glad that you're pioneering that for so many people so we've talked about it we've mentioned it but let's actually talk about what is gut health (laughs) you know like what does that actually mean for people yeah definitely so gut health really is the health of your your overall GI gastrointestinal system and actually it's more than that it's it's often related to your overall health in general because the gut links to so many other systems in the body so everything from the health of well mental health huge link there I mean 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut so things like depression are hugely linked to gut health also the immune system 70% of our immune cells actually are located in the gut and even things like skin so often with the clients I work with in my nutrition clinic who come to me with skin issues we work first on their gut health and the skin follows naturally because you know, your gut, it's one of your main detoxification systems. And if you're not adequately detoxifying what what your body needs to, then it's coming out in your skin, it's clogging your pores, it's causing spots and things. So really, it's just it's related to everything in the body. And it's, it's crazy the links that they are and that we're, we're still discovering so much more. I mean, there's always more research emerging, which is really just so exciting. I think the the future of gut health, it's amazing. Mm, It is. And it does fascinate me how many systems are affected by that. How can we support the listener in becoming more aware of what that means for them on an individual level? Like what are some of the signs that they could look out for when it comes to their gut health? Or, you know, I think we are talking a lot more about food and the benefits that has on our health and our well-being. But I think we also associate for many of us like Oh, calories in, calories out, things like that. But it's so much more than that. <laughs> it's about our overall systems and well-being. So instead of looking at it like, oh, what how is the food affecting my weight or affecting my, I don't know, mood, I suppose, what can we look out for when it really comes to what matters, which is our gut health? So in terms of signs of an unhealthy gut that might reflect in other systems, is that what you mean? Yeah. 
we can look out for really imbalances in any other system could be linked to the gut. So maybe you're struggling with weight loss. Let's just take that as one example. You think you've tried everything. You think you're eating less calories and moving. And the the missing puzzle piece could be that your gut is in such a, a state of needing to be looked after that that that's what you should be focusing on. Or maybe it's your skin, or maybe you're having trouble with your hormone health. Mm. Um, you know, one of the ways that our body controls the amount of estrogen circulating in, in the body is through the gut. There's something called the estrobilome. It's, it's in the gut microbiome. And um, if that is, if your gut microbiome is out of whack, it can be impacting your hormones. It can be giving you worse PMS or mood swings or any of those things. We've got the gut-brain axis as well, which is the two-way communication system between the gut and the brain. And the gut and the brain talk to each other all day long. So if you've ever felt, you know, before an exam, maybe you've got a stomach ache or you're running to the bathroom, or even before a date, you've got butterflies in your stomach, or people talk about that gut feeling, that is the gut-brain axis at play. Oh, okay. So it's not just a saying. <laughs> like it's actually, it actually means like I have a feeling in my gut. That's because actually there's, am I correct in saying microbiomes in the gut connected to the brain? Yeah. So, well, there's the vagus nerve, which is one of the main nerves that runs from the gut to the brain. The microbiome that there's trillions of bacteria that live in our gut. It's crazy. We have we're more we're I think it's 10 times more bacterial cells in the gut than we are human cells, which is just insane. I mean, our gut microbiome, it weighs two kilograms. It's actually bigger than our brain. So wow. yes, there's a, a massive link there. Oh my gosh. So it's I'm guessing then I'm it's clicking for me, it's a two-way system. So our what we're feeding our gut is probably affecting our mental health, but does it work the other way around that? our stress levels or our mental health is also affecting our gut. Exactly. So it works both ways. So you might be, you might be feeling stressed at work and that leads to upsetting your stomach, or you might be having gut issues and that causes um, lower moods and things because it's, you know, they're talking to each other both ways completely all, all the time. And it can really be a vicious cycle. Let's say with IBS, for example, your gut's acting up, that makes you stressed, you're stressed, that makes your gut act up more. And it's, you know, back and forth. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I have had clients come to me who are at the point of almost burnout or uh, their stress levels are really high. And those are some symptoms that they're dealing with. And so obviously I come in and want to work with their nervous system. But what could they do or what can all of us start doing to balance that out? What are some things that we can start implementing to support our mental health with our gut? Um, Some things to support our mental health. Well, we can start with everyone is so individual. So think about what it is that makes you feel good. For me, I love routine. I love my morning routine. I love to do yoga every day and have some time to go for a walk on my own. Um, I also love to just kind of wind down, have a a bath with some magnesium salts in it and maybe some lavender essential oil, you know, all that self-care. I think that's more important now than ever before. And I also think we can support our mental health by supporting our gut health. So like we were saying before, that two-way system. So things like increasing your fiber intake, increasing the diversity in your diet, eating more 
you know, rainbow colored foods getting in all those micronutrients. And then by supporting your gut through that gut brain axis, you're actually going to improve your mental health, which is quite amazing. So do you have some favorite foods that would be pretty simple for somebody to start implementing that could have a positive knock-on effect on their gut health? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, let's start with probiotics. A lot of people think you have to supplement, but I always take a food-first approach with my clients and, and with myself. So getting in probiotics through your diet. Probiotics are the good bacteria that live in your microbiome, and you can get it from things like yogurt so plain natural live yogurt um also things like sauerkraut kimchi those fermented foods and drinks as well kombucha kefir um yeah those are really really good for for supporting the gut microbiome and then like I was saying about that diversity you really want to focus on getting in as much variety in your diet as you can so actually there was a study that said we should be aiming to eat 30 different plant foods a week it sounds like a lot, but plants is more than just fruits and vegetables. So it's whole grains, beans, pulses, legumes, um, nuts and seeds, even spices. So all that diversity, you want to get as much of that in as you can. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's interesting as a nutritionist that you take the food first approach, which I love. I think that's important. I think supplements are great. And like obviously being pregnant, I take my supplements. It's important to balance out. But even my midwives are like, get it in your food first. That's the most important place that you can get it. So I love that. So sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurt, kefir, all of that is going to help support. I realize I just said yogurt, yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) definitely. And also adding on to that. So those are the probiotics. There's another term called prebiotics, which you Mm. might have heard of. And prebiotics are basically the food for those probiotic bacteria. So prebiotics you can get from certain fruits and vegetables. So things like asparagus, Jerusalem artichokes, onions, leeks, uh, bananas that are slightly underripe, slightly green. They're great sources of prebiotics. Mm. And they're the fuel for your gut microbiome, for the bacteria, the probiotics. Amazing. And one of my favorite things is papaya. That has positive, and is it enzymes in it? it Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Papaya has a digestive enzyme in it called papain, which can actually help you digest certain foods. Amazing. Awesome. And I know that you, um, you've even started something to support, you've created something I should say to support people in the morning. So talk to us about your morning routine and how that supports your gut health as well. Yes, definitely. Well, I actually wrote an ebook recently all about my morning routine And it takes you through step by step everything I do. But I think it's so important. The way we set ourselves up in the morning, it's really setting the tone for for the rest of the day. So, you know, those mornings when your alarm's going off, you hit snooze, you hit snooze again. And then before you know it, you've barely got time to brush your teeth before you have to rush out the door. So for me, I mean, I try to do everything I can to avoid that, even if it means waking up earlier, just to have a little bit of time to myself in the morning. So I always, always start with around 10 to 15 minutes of yoga or just dynamic stretching. Nothing too strenuous, just, you know, get the blood flowing. I love it. I'll put on the music or sometimes a podcast. Um, just really helps wake my body up. Mm-hmm. And then I usually go for a walk straight after this. Sometimes I'm hungry, so I go for a walk after breakfast. But yeah, even if it's just getting outside for 10, 15 minutes, I aim for half an hour if I have the time in the morning. 
but actually just exposing your eyes to that natural daylight is so important. It really helps to regulate our circadian rhythm. So that's our natural body clock by seeing sunlight in the morning. So, I mean, so many other benefits of being out, especially if you can get to nature. So a park or a green space, it's, yeah, it does wonders for your mental health and physical health, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? I try to meditate. I don't meditate every day at the moment. I kind of go through phases. I used to do it religiously and I loved it. And I'm, I've fallen off the bandwagon recently, but I find that meditating in the morning is actually so much more powerful than before bed, which I used mm-hmm. to do. Because you're you're calming your mind, you're centering yourself before the day throws all these things at you. And I think you just feel so much better equipped to cope with with anything that comes your way. Um, And then breakfast, of course, my favorite part of the morning. So I've learned through my own experience that different breakfasts will affect me in different ways. So everything from my blood sugar to keeping me full for longer. But really, we should all be trying to have a balance of the, the three macronutrients, so protein, carbohydrates, and fats in some form, whether that is a smoothie with maybe um, some leafy greens and berries and a spoonful of almond butter, maybe a high-quality protein powder, and maybe a scoop of flaxseed. So you're getting in some really good omega-3 healthy fats and fiber as well. Or if you're making, um, I love porridge in the winter and overnight oats in the summer, but Mm. obviously oats are mainly carbohydrates. So again, you want to make sure maybe it's with the toppings, whatever toppings you put on, you want to get in more of that protein and fat as well. So nuts and seeds, nut butter, um, all all the good stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, what else do I do in the morning? Oh, on my morning walk, I love a good podcast, usually something inspiring. So Maybe it's to do with business. Um, one of the ones I've been listening to at the moment, you know, Stephen, Diary of a CEO. Oh, of course. He's, he's created an amazing podcast. Yeah. Amazing, amazing podcast. I love just hearing founder stories and all these yeah. entrepreneurs in their, in their early days. That I find that super inspiring. So do that I. Is, yeah, that's my morning routine in a nutshell. I love it. And I love that you, what by the sounds of it, really prioritize yourself in the morning. Um, I think that it's very easy for us to fall into the trap of putting everyone else first. And I know even as I transition into motherhood, like that's going to take some work to really, really do that. Even this morning with my dog, <laughs> I put her first. Um, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. And I think if we remember that by putting ourselves first, we're, we're actually taking care of everyone else around us. So true. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. For a hundred percent, but I'm curious, did you have to actively put boundaries up in place to protect that morning routine? Yes. And do you know what I still do? It's not just the morning. It's also the bedtime routine, which is equally important. Um, It's hard. I, I struggle with setting boundaries. I really do. So sometimes for me, if I have a morning commitment I can't get out of, I will set my alarm earlier. To be honest, I naturally wake up very early or I'll, um, I won't close my blinds fully. So a little bit of sunlight will, will come in and wake me up naturally. I love that. So really just, I think one of the best ways around protecting your time in the morning is waking up earlier and just ensuring, even if that means getting to bed earlier, obviously you don't want to compromise on your sleep either. 
and I'm not a mother and I'm sure it gets a lot trickier as life goes on so good luck to you very soon (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I do think it's really really important to I guess just make that commitment to yourself that you're going to do whatever it takes to protect your boundaries where where necessary and where possible obviously there are exceptions and it's it gets it gets hard in certain situations but at the moment my morning routine is pretty sacred it doesn't take too long and you know what by 8am I'm usually Mm. at my laptop or at least having breakfast uh, having my matcha latte you know preparing myself mentally to get stuck into work for the rest of the day Mm, I love that I'm now craving a matcha latte (laughs) I had my oats this morning with my chia seeds but I'm now hungry just hearing all of this food talk again oh yeah it's morning for you that's funny eight hours behind me yeah I just had breakfast oh amazing I'm already thinking about what I'm gonna have for breakfast tomorrow oh you're one of those I go off square and heart I am the same way I'm like what's the part of meal I'm on to what's the next one I wake up thinking about it's honestly like no joke like what are we gonna have for dinner tonight (laughs) yes always always (laughs) um I'm curious just and I hope this isn't too personal but how has implementing whether it's the diet that you have to the the routines that you have for your mental well-being how has that affected the Crohn's for you it's been really, really powerful, the impact that it has. I mean, when I look after myself, my boundaries, my mental health, it, it lowers my stress levels. And Crohn's is so closely linked to stress. It's insane. I mean, as soon as I notice myself becoming stressed, in a day or two, I start noticing symptoms. And it's a reminder of my body talking to me. It's like, right, I need to I need to deal with with whatever is going on in life and protect my boundaries and really do what I can. It hasn't always been that easy, especially when I was at university the first time around. So before I studied nutrition, um, I was living in a house with six girls in Nottingham and in the north of England and a lot of partying. My friends wanted to go out every night. There was there was a lot of drinking. I knew, you know, I knew alcohol was not my friend from a very early age. It just, it's not really it's not good for me at all. Um, Late nights, Domino's pizza at (laughs) 3am. It gets worse. Yeah, I can picture it all. I I know, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard because when you're 18, 19, you don't want to feel like the boring one, the one who says no. But I learned that as soon as I did start prioritizing my health, the impact was just amazing. And it's, it's worth putting yourself first and you know, even if it means a night in or a few less drinks than everyone else, you can still have a good time. And I think that finding that balance is so, so important for everyone, especially with an autoimmune condition, but really for everyone, just finding what works for you. And um, yeah, I think that really, it, it does take time when you're in your, in your teens or in your early 20s. But once you do find what works for you, you don't look back. Mm-hmm. completely agree and and you can go out and have fun now enjoy food I'm guessing just make the decisions that feel best for you and, and enjoy that social life as well exactly exactly so I love I love cooking I cook at home most meals you know during the week and some weeknights and, some, and weekends I'll go out with friends and I know that I will you know I'll think carefully when I'm ordering you know what what will be good for, for me 
ideally even when choosing the restaurant um or I'll think some I would always look at the menu at least five days in advance I'm one of those mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I mean like we were saying there's so many options these days there's you know vegan options and this and that so I tend not to struggle really with that these days which is amazing Ladies, before I forget, I have got to mention the fact that I have created and designed a brand new money magnet meditation for you all. I took the old version of the money magnet meditation and I just basically elevated it and the frequency oozing from this beautiful meditation is just incredible. I listened to it myself. I don't know if that's bad that you listen to your own meditation, but honestly, it just gives me all the vibes. So if you head to the link in the show notes, you can download and access that instantly. I highly recommend using this as part of your daily practice. It's only 12 minutes long. You deserve to give yourself 12 minutes of abundance vibes. And I especially recommend listening to this in the morning because it will help you walk through your day with that beautiful grounded but abundant feeling within your body. So go check it out and let me know what you think of it by tagging me or uh, DMing me at girl underscore unfiltered and let me know that you're listening to it. pivoting slightly because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and I think actually this is one of the reasons I was excited to have you on I do feel like food and gut health and how we nourish ourselves has a direct impact on how we feel in our businesses but also the success of our businesses and I think it's also such a easy thing to fall by the wayside when you're working at your desk or you don't have boundaries of when your lunch break is or what to eat or you're just rushing to the fridge to grab whatever is in there and it's easy to tell yourself I don't have time or for some people the finances to nourish yourself from a really positive uh within a really positive way how Mm -hmm. would you support someone who maybe is in that mind space at the moment Big question, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a way around everything. If you, uh, it doesn't always come so naturally. So a lot of people think, for example, that, that eating healthy is super expensive. And mm-hmm. it can be if you go and raid every shelf in Whole Foods, which I've done before. And, you know, my bank balance is not happy. Yeah. But you know what? You don't need to be consuming all these special powders and superfoods and this and that to be healthy. Some of them have great nutritional benefits, but also you can just focus on things like fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, lentils. Lentils are so cheap. Oats, um, chickpeas, that kind of thing. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You just need it. Sometimes it takes thought and planning, meal prep, cooking in batches, which I always try and do. Like every time I make dinner, I make at least three or four portions. And sometimes I'll freeze some of them for for a rainy day or when I get home late and I can't be bothered to cook I'll just heat that up um and I'll always make leftovers for lunch the next day things like that also what what did what was the other thing that you asked about I'm just trying to go back yeah one was finances and the other was just even prioritizing it even thinking that you have time to take care of what you're eating while you're building a business or you're going from client call to client call 
Oh yeah, 100%. So what I was going to say to that is that if you think you don't have time to prioritize your health and your nutrition, honestly, you don't have time not to, not to. because yeah, it's it seriously because nutrition and what you're nourishing your body with, it's so closely linked with your energy levels, your productivity, how efficient you're going to be on your calls that day and your meetings and whatever you're working on, maybe you're writing a book, maybe you're putting together articles for this and that, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, if your brain is fueled properly with everything it needs and your body as well, you're going to be so much more productive and you're not going to have that, you know, the 4 p.m. slump and the mid-morning energy crash as well. And then you're relying on coffee and then spikes and crash and sugar. So people dismiss nutrition so quickly, but it's it's the opposite. It's you can't afford not to because it's really gonna help you out short term and long term with your with your business and um also I think just with your with your social life, with your relationships, everything, how how you're feeling on a personal and professional level, I think that nutrition plays a huge role. I mean, one of the corporate presentations that I, I do for a lot of companies is all about that. It's about eating for energy levels and productivity and brain health and um, how actually relying on coffee and a sugary snack is not beneficial for our for our productivity, for our work. And yeah, not in the short term and also not in the long term for sure. For sure. And I used to be a three Americanos a girl, a day girl. <laughs> no, no joke. Like coffee was my thing. It was part of my identity. People knew don't speak to Helena until she's had a cup of coffee. And then <laughs> Almost a year ago now, I went completely cold turkey and I just quit coffee completely. And I haven't had it since. So I haven't had coffee for almost a year. And almost immediately, obviously, you know, there's a transition phase. I noticed my energy levels were different. That's incredible. Did you replace it with anything? Yeah. So I drink something that actually my husband makes for us in the morning. Um, It's called mud water, but that really isn't the best way to describe it. And it basically has, um, these are not magic mushrooms, by the way, but like the um, mushrooms that have all of the positive um, health benefits. Functional mushrooms. Functional mushrooms. That's the one I'm like, people better not come away thinking that I'm doing (laughs) mushrooms while pregnant. There's no way I'm doing that. But um, it's like reishi, lion's mane. So that's really good for brain uh, functioning, brain function. It has a little chai in it. It has cinnamon to regulate blood sugar, turmeric for inflammation. Um, I'm sure there's a couple. Sounds of- lovely. It honestly is. And, and that was the difference for me is when I realized that part of the reason why I loved coffee in the morning was because it was my routine and it was a ritual for me and part of my identity. So all we did was we made that, replaced it, and I put frothed oat milk on top. And it's like a latte and I love it. And I don't have that mid-afternoon slump. I don't crash. And that's saying something. Obviously, I'm now in my third trimester and naps are pretty mandatory at some point in the day. But I've, I've definitely been able to sustain my energy so much more by doing that. And I'm not saying that coffee is wrong and I'm not saying for people to have to give it up. But this is coming from somebody who was drinking, I'd say, too much and relying on it too much. Yeah. I've noticed the difference for sure in my gut health. Like well, it's that's amazing. Not, it's not got the acidic feeling that it used to have. Yeah. And also everyone tolerates coffee differently. So some people are fine with a cup or two a day and 
some studies have shown actually coffee is really high in polyphenols and antioxidants yeah. and it can have some health benefits but it does impact your your sleep for sure we know that and those spikes and crashes um so I think that you're totally right it's about that routine so with me I'll have like my matcha latte mm-hmm. or even sometimes just a herbal tea because matcha still has some caffeine in it although it's released at a slower rate some some mornings I wake up thinking I don't need to be stimulated right now I just need like a calming mm-hmm. chamomile tea or, or mint or something and it's that it, I think it's the feeling it creates you know holding a warm cup in your hand yes. and having that time maybe for you it's with your husband or even if it's that yeah. just alone time with with your thoughts mm-hmm. maybe you're doing a mindfulness exercise or meditation or something it's all about routine it is and so finding the ways that you can replace the things that you feel are important, like that morning cup of coffee. And if it is, you know, if it is a morning cup of coffee, then bring mindfulness into it. But what are the things that you can do to implement so you don't feel like you're taking away from yourself, you're actually giving to yourself with the decisions that you're making? Absolutely. Okay, pivoting one, one last time, because you run your own business. And it sounds like there was a bit of a pivot there for you too. If you were studying languages at university and then you went into nutrition, I love talking about money mindset. I love talking about the mindset of entrepreneurs. Was that a journey for you? What did that look like? Were there obstacles along the way? Yes, there were definitely obstacles. I mean, I wanted to get to the end of my degree in French and Spanish, even though I knew it wasn't my path for life. I was quite far in already when I realized that going into nutrition was even a career option because I've always been fascinated by nutrition, but I never really considered it as a career. I just thought I'll pursue my strong subjects at school. I'm good at languages. I guess I'll go study them at uni. Um, But then when I started my food blog and started to chatting, chatting to different nutritionists and people in the industry, I realized there was actually this amazing career space and it would enable me to help people who are going through health issues. And I that I knew that was the path that I wanted to go down. It was tricky. You have people telling you left, right and center, you know, just get a job and all of that. I had it all. <laughs> um, also, my first degree was four years and most degrees in the UK are three years because I had a year abroad. And then nutrition was also four years. So I ended up being eight consecutive years at university studying full time, which was, it was really intense. But I think you have to just surround yourself with people who inspire you, people who encourage you, and people who are a few steps ahead of you on that journey. So mentors, friends in the industry, do work experience, get, yeah, get any kind of experience or internships you can from from people who are on the path that you hope to see yourself following Mm -hmm. and also I think you just need to remember these days life is not a race and it's it's never too late it's never too late to change directions it doesn't matter that most of my friends graduated when they were 21 I think everyone really is on their own path in life and you just have to go with your your gut instincts and your gut (laughs) always knows (laughs) yeah you know, everyone's telling you the opposite, even your brain is telling you the opposite. But, you know, part of me was was saying, be rational, you know, you're 21, 22, just go get a job like everyone else. And then the other part of me was like, no, there's more out there. I know there's more out there. And there's this whole world that I barely scratched the surface of. And 
I wanted to learn more partly for myself, my own health journey and everything. And it had, you know, nutrition had already helped me so much to get my Crohn's under control alongside medication, I have to say, because, you know, some people still do need medication and that's totally fine too. But I think nutrition and lifestyle, stress management techniques, all of that play a huge role on our health, huge. So yeah, I can't, I can't gloss over the fact that it can be really scary changing directions, changing paths. I I felt very overwhelmed, to be honest. I think also that decision-making process, it can be draining because one day you think do this, the next day you think do that. But I think that you always know in your heart what's right. You just need to maybe create that silence and that space to listen to yourself and actually to listen to what it is that you want to do deep down. Mm, absolutely. And know that the feeling that you're having or the, the voice in your head or your, or your heart, I should say, that's calling you, it's there for a reason. I always believe it's there for a reason. It's put on your heart for a purpose. So it wouldn't be there if it wasn't something that you were destined to, to listen to or at least unpack and really uncover. Yes. No, I couldn't agree more. And also it will be challenging, you know, I mean, my nutrition degree, I'd say it was three quarters of it was solid science. There was so mm. much chemistry, so much biochemistry, lab days, all this stuff. I hadn't done science since, since my GCSE, so since I was 16. And um, it's it's not easy, but I think that if you're passionate about something, you commit yourself to learning, you're capable of anything. I mean, I'd already started my first business in that time I started Ellie's Granola my product line while I was at university and I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning I had no idea but I realized I was capable of figuring out anything we've got Google we are so blessed to have the internet these days and speak to people you know surround yourself with with other people and network and chat to other people doing what we're doing and I think I realized through running Ellie's Granola that Every time I encounter a barrier or something that I think, God, how am I going to solve this one? I have no idea what to do. It takes time. It takes research. Sometimes it's stressful in the moment. But there have been so many moments where I just have had no idea where to begin. And, you know, everything from, you know, the design, web design, packaging, shipping out orders, all of that. You can figure it all out if you're if you're committed, you love what you do, you're 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 driven enough to do it I think that people can do absolutely anything Mm -hmm. I love that so inspirational I love seeing women go after that and figure it out along the way I'm curious was there um a transition or a growth edge for you going from I'm really really passionate about this and also I'm going to now charge for this or I'm now going to accept payment for my services Yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. And I think the same applies with the work I do on Instagram. So recipe development and content creation for brands Mm -hmm. in the food and health space. I was working for free for years. I say for free, it was an exchange for products, but it was hours of my time. It was food photography courses, food styling, editing the photos, writing up the recipe. And it's tricky because I know small startup brands don't have budget. I know that from my own brand, from Ellie's Granola, but then you can't really go asking people to do all this free content for you in exchange for whatever the, the product is. And I I really didn't value myself at the beginning and I needed to just learn. 
I, you know, put together a media pack. This is what I charge. These are my rates and this is what I'm worth. And sometimes I'll, I'll be flexible. Maybe it's a um, smaller brand or maybe I do a long-term partnership and I can offer them some kind of discount. But I think in general, so many people undervalue themselves. And I, I think I still do it with some things in life. And it's just really important to remember our worth. We don't need to do anything for free. We can choose to. We might think that in a certain scenario, it's either we're doing it out of the goodness of our heart or it's going to be helpful further down the line for whatever reason. But we're not obliged. We're not obliged to work for free. And I think especially as women, there's that underlying feeling that we owe things to people. And if, if just because someone asks that you have to do it, but you don't, you really, you really don't. You need to put a price on your, on your time, on your services. And I, it definitely took me quite a while to learn that. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And, you know, it's an exchange of giving and receiving. And by you standing in your value, you're giving permission for somebody else to stand in their value. And to respect their time working with you. So it's it's it benefits everyone for all of us to be standing in our worth. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm sure you know all about that, doing the work that you do with Money Mindset. You must have clients coming to you with these issues all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's my passion every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. But before we say goodbye, where can people, number one, go and purchase your products? And two, go and connect with you and learn more and see your recipes. So people can buy Ellie's Granola. If you're based in the UK, you can just order from my website, which is elliesgranola.co.uk. We're also in a couple of uh, places in London. So we're in Loft on Finchley Road and Rowell's in Maidaville. And you can connect with me on Instagram. My Instagram's Ellie Breach and Nutrition. I offer a free discovery call for my one-to-one nutrition clients. So if you want to have a chat and see how I can help you in my virtual nutrition clinic, that's global. So I work with clients all over the world, which is amazing. Thanks to technology these days. And also just, yeah, drop me a DM on Instagram. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's connect. And it's been amazing chatting to you as well. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're going to go enjoy your dinner and I'm going to go enjoy, I think, my second breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today, Ali. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.